Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. All right, I want to I want to bring you in on something that happened last episode. Steve decided that he wanted to go viral. And not many people just get to say, "I'm going viral now." Just decided. But you've got the to uh to catch you up. Jesse sent me a video that he knew was incendiary. Right, Jesse? Yeah. And the video was on the front page of Reddit yesterday. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was on the New York Post as well. Oh, great. Basically, the guy leads the video with saying, if you don't have a Lambo at 24, you need to, you're, you're a failure. Sebastian G. Sebastian G. Yeah, and then now, Sebastian A is his friend. Now, this set off a 20-minute conversation about this, at the end of which Steve said, I can do that. So I'm going to play for you just a little bit of the video, a little bit of Steve saying, I can do that. And then, obviously, the TikTok that Jesse made so beautifully. Here we are. Can you do? Ever. Can you do another NHL one? <laughs> this is no, no, like putting this on TikTok. Turn these out and do not explain them. Yeah, the your, camera, your camera. Your camera. Okay. No, like no context. Deep here. Go ahead. Okay. Igor Shosturkin is one of the worst goaltenders in the NHL. He's one of the most underrated goaltenders in the NHL. The Rangers are exciting. They're electric. And game after game, they prop this guy up. Anybody could be a great goalie for the Rangers. Anybody. He's just taken over for Henrik Lundqvist. Igor Shosturkin getting the Vesna was the worst trophy awarding ever in the history of hockey. Okay. So, the, 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 <laughs> the conversation around that was amazing. Um, but we did do one thing wrong. What? We did one thing wrong. What we do? Because, and, and, and I don't think we could have known beforehand that this would be the one wrong thing. Okay. There were people in the comments, good people, people listening to the show. Yes. Correcting those who were legitimately pissed off. Oh. And you were saying, I can, you know, there were some people that got it and were like, no, I'm jumping on board on this. I fully co-sign like Shesterkin sucks and yeah. like, and, and got, got behind the joke. But I think there were people who were like, wanted to defend what shred of honor and credibility that this show might have. <laughs> and I appreciate right. that. But if we're going to do this again and we're going to do it the right way, oh, and yeah. we're not doing it today. But if we ever do this again, the thing that we have to remember is if you're, if you're listening to this and you're commenting, you can't say it's satire. You can't say it's parody. You gotta be like, you gotta act like you're a crypto bro and you're right on board with this. You're mm. in on the bit, right? In on the bit. And you're now you're, don't go bothering anyone. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No don't reply and be like, you're fucking stupid. No. Just be the bit. Just be like, wow, Steve, I've always felt the same way. That's so all you true. need to do. Be Hands me. up emoji. <laughs> Can I read one comment uh, from our one of our social media managers, Jamie? I Miss, love <laughs> Miss Yams. Oh, man, she uh, made me laugh. So like this oh, comment, man. this is a comment of what you're, what you're talking about, Adam. Yes. You want people who are joining in on the satire. So this one said it was from Matt Holmes 6652. They said, I can't believe Steve is resorting to this level just to get clicks. He's changed so much since he got his Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's good. That is oh, good. I, yeah. I read that, on that one. one. That's yeah. great. That's oh, great. Man. You are now joining in on the bit. Yes. Also, poor Yams and Robert. Just yeah, like having you know, to deal with that. We work well, no, but also like we work really hard on on this, and that's what went viral. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm I'm just gonna pull it up right now. 
uh, because I, I I wanted to check and see the next morning, A, how the TikTok looked, because Jesse took it home and made it with the video game uh, underneath it. And perfect, I wanted, by the way, it was perfect. Um, and Jesse, you actually taught me something, but I was like, okay, how many videos, how many views do I think it, it, this gets by the morning? And TikTok views are like crazy high because if you watch for a second, it counts as a view. Yeah. I'm thinking 5,000. I wake up at 5 a.m. It's at 15.7 thousand. By 9 a.m., it's over 20 thousand. And right now, we're at 43 thousand views. It's not hard. Tw- to 2,500 likes. It's not hard. And if you repeat that, that same strategy, incendiary comment, complete bullshit to back it up, uh, 30 second podcast clip. Yep. Then you're Jordan Peterson. Then you're well, yeah. I mean, then you can build a successful TikTok account. I mean, there's other ways to do it, but that's one way to to get your podcast out there and sell your shitty product. He's, totally, he's fascinating. Just because, like, someone showed me a quote of his, like about kids, and I was like, the thesis is simply raise your kids properly. I could have told you that, right? Right. Well, you know, if you raise them properly and they get confidence, and then they're is yeah, it, man. Then they'll be confident adults. That's borderline Kermit. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Sir, well, so Jordan Peterson, Ray Romano, Kermit the Frog, yeah. all in the same room. Yeah. And if it's if they're doing a podcast, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart if you're listening. No. Uh, so, so all that said, I first off, I want to say thank you to everybody that went on. The one thing, Jesse, that you taught me in the last episode, which I did not know, I couldn't figure out why all these fucking tiktoks were coming out with video game shit underneath Mm -hmm. and i guess it's because it's to keep your eyes on the video yeah yeah because you're it's you're watching something right so you'd be you'd get bored watching people so you're watching the video game and listening to the people yeah we we are broken oh yeah we are shattered and broken (laughs) oh my god it's amazing (laughs) and i can't wait to do it again those uh those reddit ones are always so funny Oh. Where it's like, hey, here's Mar- a Mario game or whatever, playing yeah. in the background, just things on a top thread in a Reddit uh, Reddit thread. You know, the, a lot of those, the the top thread Reddit and replies are all auto-generated. Yeah, there, there those are, are done by AI. There are computer programs that you can do that, yeah. and people are building TikTok against. But Funny, I saw a TikTok about a guy explaining how to do that. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so you do that. And let's say your TikTok account gets to a million followers. Wow, a million followers. Wow. With a bunch of Reddit-generated comments. Mm-hmm. Then what? You can monetize. Can you it. monetize? Yeah, that? if you're reaching that amount of people, I guess you throw an affiliate link in something. If you get a couple thousand people to click it, you'll make some money. Okay, I don't know. You know, I wondered just, about that. I don't know. My thesis last show was this shit is not difficult. Where <laughs> where the guys are just like, if you're in your twenties, you don't have a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> or and then the uh, the other video, and I I went back and watched it last night because I'm like I feel like there's shit I forgot. There's one video where they say like, yeah, like what's 150 grand to me? I just spent it on a car. So, you know, I yeah. gave it to you and I trusted you. And then it was, it was so weird because it feels a little bit like a cult. These guys are selling the male version. Uh, I wouldn't even call L- it the male Lula version. Rowe. It's LuLaRoe. It's, it's every, hey, boss girl. Yeah. Uh, it's literally the, the guy version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and they're selling these courses on drop shipping, which I hear you can make money at. But I don't really know anymore because there's so many people in the space going, I could teach you. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny just watching the when I, when I went through and read their comments and and you guys were absolutely bang on the money when you were like, I, I would be worried if I was 16 years old, I would say these guys made a, make a really good point. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. the only thing you care about when you're like in your early 20s, honestly, if. Or at least the only thing I cared about was like, man, I really like to drive a cool car and I'd like to have a girlfriend. Well, dude, you're 16. <laughs> Lambo, I think might get me that. At 16, you look at uh, a 24-year-old like they could, you know, like they're a congressman. 
You think people you know, are so yeah. old. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you do. You do. <laughs> I remember not even like 24, like it, when you're in grade nine and you see the grade 12s. They're, you know, they're huge. You're like, oh, that's a huge adult. That's a, that's an old person. They look bigger and than you your parents. you never think you're going to get that age, you know? I, I remember in the third grade, I saw two eighth graders fighting and it was on the field. And the sound they made, like hitting the ground, oh. like they, they, it's like two bull elephants fighting. You cannot believe there are people in this world that big. And looking back, they were probably thirteen. Also, <laughs> just uh, Sebastian and Sebastian, they they don't make that money in a month. Just just so Do we know that. Knows. Do we actually know that? Y- yeah. I mean, listen. <laughs> if if I came on here and said I was fabulously wealthy, how believable would that be? Because I'm not. I mean, there is the celebritybirthdays.com that says I'm worth like 18 million bucks. Congrats. I, I'd, be lu- I'd be lucky to be worth one eighteenth of that. And I'm not even that. You know not what? Even, not even one thirty sixth. of that. You know what that. people who make a million dollars in a month do? They don't sell drop shipping courses. <laughs> <laughs> do they host podcasts? Probably not. Probably not. Nah. Unless that's how unless they made that, their money. Yeah, unless you're like, that's your job. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But. Like, it's just a entire swath of the population that took all the wrong lessons from wolf of wall street like the real jordan belfort is big on tiktok and i'm like you shouldn't get to be this ah i don't get it yeah at the end of the movie it was just like there is no justice and then here he is in real life there is no justice right the only justice i think was that he was supposed to pay all that money back but how i don't know if you don't have it you don't have it we should have a we should have a competition we should each do do one next time and then whoever gets the most views wins. Ooh. And they'll have a prize or something. Or whoever gets the okay, least amount of I views. I got gets one. A, whoever, is- whoever gets the least amount of views gets a punishment. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Instead of, instead of I'm rewarding screwed. the victor. I'm screwed. You know? I, I'm screwed. I know what I'm saying. Like for the next for the experiment. For the next one? Yeah, yeah. And none, you guys are no, not we can Absolutely really not. I think I can beat you. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. We got it. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, no. Because you know, know what I got last year that went viral that wasn't really supposed to? Because uh. I actually believed it was that um, uh, the Connor McDavid versus Austin Matthews. And I said, right now, Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL. And it's because Connor was on a cold streak. Austin was on his way to 60 goals. And for that four-week stretch, Austin was the better player. And uh, Adam's gonna lose, and people were mad. Adam's gonna do something that that's defendable, that's reasonable. No, no, I got got one. Oh, I got one. Are we doing it? No, not not today. We'll we'll save it. We'll save it. Not Not today. today. Not today. Because we, you know, here's the thing: we got bachelor bios later today. Yeah, we do. Which you got to get excited about. But first, we'll we'll save it for a good day. Uh, the Leafs are taking on the Jesse Blake New York Rangers. I believe he's bought the sponsorship. They're no longer the New York Rangers. They're Jesse Blake's New York Rangers. Exactly. Home of. Shitty Shishturkin, which is his new uh, TikTok name. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, terrible. Uh, what, a, what a terrible Vesna that he won. Mm-hmm. Um, Third stringer on most teams. But the thing that's starting to really heat up, I mean, the, the Leafs and Rangers, cool. The game hasn't happened yet. No. The thing that has really started to heat up, obviously, is the trade rumors around the, the NHL. Yes. Oh, so we're not touching on Leafs and Rangers because there's an important thing that, well, t- okay. that we, we can have do that. to talk about. We can do that. Because Steve Dangle, you're going to the game, right? I am planning on it. Oh, Jesse, he thinks he might bastard. not get there. You bastard. what? <laughs> what? No, no, you have no idea what I'm referencing. Yeah, I do. No, yeah, you don't. I do. No, what you don't. No, what do you gotta say? Steve, you're going to the game, right? Mm-hmm. That is the plan. I have a Mia Copa for you. I don't know. What's a Mia Copa? Who is this? she? Did a song with Ariana Grande. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jesse, if you can turn on my, my headphones again, I apologize. I just <gasps> Steve Dangle. Oh! What is that? I'm holding in my hand a gift for you. I'm not wearing that. 
I just want to know if you can put it on for at any moment today. Open it up. What, what? For anybody listening, Whoa. I've pulled out a New York Rangers jersey. Whoa! This better not for, be gorgeous, it too. It is for Steve Dangle. Does it say Dangle on it? There's, no, there's, a, there's, a big, there's a big hole here. You didn't have to oh, I didn't even see it. <laughs> on the back, if you'll take a look, is somebody you've talked about previously. Leach! <gasps> Brian Leach! <laughs> oh. It's a Brian Leach number two vintage New York Rangers jersey. Whoa. I like that. That's Can you put gorgeous. it on no. for any moment of tonight's game at Scotiabank Arena? Absolutely not. Why not? Nah. Because why would I? Just, thanks for the gift. Here, Adam, can you put this over there? Half a moment. <laughs> Half a moment. You can't put it, on, put it on. Can you put it on for the show? Who am I, Jesse Pollock? Can you put it on for the show? I can put it on for, the, it show. It on for the show. If the Rangers win tonight, yeah. Can you put it on while you leave the arena? Oh, that's a good. Oh, let's do that. I like that. Now, who's going to carry it in? You just put it. Just put it in your hand. Just hold yeah. it. Or a yeah. bag. A little bag. A little oh, tote bag. Man. Oh man. Can you do that for me at least? Because then, like, then going to get confiscated. They're the gonna like, you're going to throw this on the ice, aren't you? <laughs> we know who you're going with, and he has to. He has to film it. He yeah. has to okay. film it. He has to film you leaving with a Rangers jersey on. Oh, oh I love that, Jesse. Nice troll. That is a handsome jersey, though. If the Rangers win. You'll wear it, leave in the arena. They have a clean jersey. Oh, it's the best jersey. It's one of the best Such jerseys. Such a great jersey. Extremely good. And it's very like, like it's got the America colors yep. and like it's just. It's so classic. Oh. Like it'll never go out of style. And no NHL badge at the collar because it's old, you see. <laughs> oh, love that. Um, okay, Thank you Jesse, for buying me again. If I can <laughs> grab those headphones again, I'm sorry. Uh, it's yeah. that they're just, they're way hot. They're white hot. Oh, they're too hot. Oh, uh, yeah, they're too, way too hot. I want to go down. Yeah, Lean keep, out your ears. I don't know. Is it? Testing, testing, testing. No, those are no. mine. No, those uh, are Steve's. I can't hear anything. Testing, testing. Uh, ah, that's me. A little uh, higher, a little higher. That's perfect. Aha. Okay, so I want to ask you guys. Honest thoughts. <laughs> a little higher for me, too, if you can. Sorry. Oh, my God. I know. I know. We should have done this beforehand. before the show. Um. Okay. I want to ask you guys, before we get into the trade rumor stuff, I mean, the Islanders game, that was the game that we wanted them to play against Montreal. Ah, uh, you know, it's funny, as I can barely hear myself, I I feel like, I'm Why? sorry. I can't. Is this loud enough? Aye, aye, aye. My headphones. <laughs> Jeez. Aye, aye, aye. There you go. Aye, aye. Knee down a little bit more. Thank you. Oh, my it's God. You guys, you guys also swapped headphones at some point because, Adam, you used to be on mix A because oh. it made sense. So, uh, yeah, you guys have oh, the wrong okay. headphones. So, here's the thing. I went to the ear, nose, and throat, and I can actually hear thoughts. When, when you guys, oh, when you sorry. guys, uh, it's normally fine, but when either of you yell, it's a screech, and it just busts my ears. So, how that's why I, I want to bring it down. Like, how do I hear it? deaf by now. I should be with the two of you, yeah. honestly. So anyway, is, is, is everything good? Yes, everything seems to be okay. 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 Your headphones aren't even on. <laughs> They're on. Sorry. Whenever you do there that, there are times I where serious. I take them off because I'm like, I, my ears are hurting. Yeah, because you oh. just spent four hours on the radio. That's also true. Loud pop music. Bit of a sensey boy. You should have cauliflower uh, ear like I Khabib. I should. We, now, haven't, we haven't gotten to any topic. <laughs> yes, we have. We talked about TikTok, bro. <laughs> the Islanders. Islanders game. Okay. I felt So what were you going to say about the... Because I felt like that's the game we wanted against Montreal. We got one period of it. Yeah, well, I think in both games, you gave a full 40. Um, <laughs> the Islanders, I, th I think the difference is it's not that strange that the Islanders outplayed the Leafs for one period. Whereas I'd be, you should, 
If you get outplayed by Montreal in a period, it shouldn't be the way that it was in the second. Especially a Montreal team that's playing shorthanded with one less forward and uh, half of the Laval uh, Rocket. Yeah. Laval Rocket. Is that, that's the team name, right? I got Rocket. The, the Rocket. Yeah. It, it was, it should have been a better performance by the least. And they always seem to fail to get up for those games. Yes. It gave me. I, I, yeah, it broke my brain. I don't care. The Montreal series, it gave me flashbacks to game five where the Habs came out like a bat out of hell. And I was like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who is this? This is the best five minutes they've played against the Leafs. And then it was 10 and then it was 20. And then it was, I don't think they're going to win actually, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of went like that. Third period, you leave it to chance. Yeah. Sometimes you get stoned by a goalie. Um, what I what I really liked uh, in the Islanders game is, man, they really they freaking tore Ilya Sorokin up. Yeah, and and he's one of the best goalies in the league, and like a dynamite uh, decor. Um, you know, potentially a player on that team who could be a Leaf in short order. Who's that? Uh, there's a there's a pocket a pocket of the fandom that uh, really wants Scott Mayfield. And, and well, yeah, but you think guy. Lou Lamorello is giving that guy up easy? Yeah, like I, I, you know who you're dealing with, well, right? Not just that. Like I just have a hard time believing the Islanders and Leafs are going to make a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think there might be some hurt feelings there or something. I think hurt egos. Oh, hurt egos I think, for sure. I think that Lou thought he had done a good enough job to stick around in Toronto, and if you look at his record, he had. But Brendan Shanahan brought him in and said, "Listen, this is." This is the deal. You're going to mentor this guy for three years, and then you're going to retire, and he's going to take over. And then Lou was like, but I'm not ready to retire at the end of it, which you can't blame him for. And he's done some amazing work on the island since then, like the new arena and the two, you know, two conference finals in a row and, you know, all the things that they've done. Uh, I do think there's a bit of a rivalry between Dubas and Lamorello, and, and it's just by virtue of the fact that they're different personalities, and one's got the Leafs job and the other doesn't. And and is doing a great job with the Islanders. There's nothing to do. I'm not poo-pooing the New York Islanders at all when no. I say that. Although it was just it was a job he had that he could no longer have. They're the coldest team in the league. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. Two and, two and, wins in their last twelve, and they yeah. really lacked high end scoring. Oh, like you, you can see it. They just struggled to score. I don't think Lou values it. Like I don't think <laughs> I, I honestly don't. And if you look at the way, I mean, Ilya Kovalchuk aside, yeah. Like, he always has his one guy. Well, and look how that went. Well, yeah. But you look at, okay, look at the Devils teams that won. First off, it's the dead puck era, right? It's offense is his third priority. Yeah. Uh, dead puck era. He had a he had great goaltending and great defense. Um, you could hit a guy in the head with a shoulder and knock him out. So it you didn't, you know, the, the highest scoring player on the other team was going to get a concussion. So it was Scott Stevens on the ice. So at, at a certain point, you have to sort of, every GM's going to have biases. Lude. Won the cup with Bobby Holik as his leading scorer with like 60 points. Yeah, I, I think he doesn't value that. But what we're seeing in today's NHL is that your top scoring guys, your Anders Lees, your Josh Baileys, uh, your Barzells are going to need a little more support. Mm-hmm. All right. And the way they're kind of building their support is through the the guys who aren't scorers, you know, because the fantasy teaches Sense you is out there. Uh, fantasy teaches you so many little things about a minutia that's going on and around the league that doesn't really matter until it kind of matters. And if you want to boost your hit stats, you grab a New York Islander. 
it's it's one hits are counted funny if you have the in arena guy who's just a homer and he's giving hits and you actually go back and watch the tape and you're like that's not a hit but right now in the top 30 in the hits stats in the league there's four new york islanders stop it matt martin is up there in third he has a hundred and um 82 hits on the season and it's just this team they're, they're trying to pound you to the ground and it hasn't really been working so it's they don't have the scoring to support it mm-hmm. but yeah 182 mm-hmm. matt martin made hard body contact that separated his opponent from the puck mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay 182, 182? but like so he does that like three four times a game it gives you an idea of the team they're trying to build just through like knowing in fantasy. If you want hit stats that that week, go get a New York Islander. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, and Islanders fans wanted me to do an if I were you segment and I gave it a shot, but they're the most difficult team to read. And it's not because Lou Lamorello is the GM. It's because even at their best, they weren't like an elite regular season team. Um, they were good. They were very good, um, obviously good enough to make the playoffs. And then the playoffs came, and they would just engulf you. Yes, no question. They're in real, real, real danger of missing the playoffs here. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. They missed last year? Yep. Oh, yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, but that, and that one, though, was a little bit more explainable because we're like, well, they started with that huge road trip, and then they had a really strong second half, and you're like, okay, next year they're going to, nope. They Mid- didn't. They didn't do anything to the team from last year to this year. They just. Uh, I think Lou just kind of assumed that they would be better, and they haven't really been better. I'm trying to think of the moves they made. Well, okay, so they can't even really think. I mean, they've brought they didn't in make like many moves. <laughs> they didn't, and I think Kadri was going to be the one, and I also think JT Miller. That deal was going to happen, and, and Gaudreau, then it leaked. Uh, Gaudreau apparently wasn't even called. Yeah. Remember he said that because he he was getting booed and he's like, I didn't even get a call. What are you talking about? Right. Or was that the Islanders or the Devils? It was one of those Metro teams. No, I think I. That's a good question. I don't remember now. I can tell you right now, signings from uh, July through October, like the big deal, you get down the, you do the Barzal deal, but like sign Shostakov. It was gone. Corey Schneider in the door. Uh, Who's their third? Noah Dobson, Romanov, Extension. Kiefer Bellows, that's a trade. Uh, Aho, Extension. the other Extension. Aho. Yeah. Like those are, that's. Those are all extensions, which are very that's important. It. Like there's no, no real highlights from July through August. You you named two acquisitions, like Romanov and Sashnikov, and one of them's gone. I have to say too that. Uh, also, they gave up a first round pick for uh, Romanov. Really? Oh, yeah. The, there was a first round up for la- that draft to Montreal uh, in exchange for Romanov and a fourth. Man, I just wonder, you know, Sutter, <laughs> Sutter saying what he said about the Flames and their lack of elite scoring. I wonder how Lane Lambert feels, mm-hmm. you know, like, honestly, and, and that's that is what's holding them back. They that was need, supposed to be the guy. They have to address this. And they opened it up like Barry Trotz did a great job. So they, they bring in Lane Lambert and still you're, I mean, the, their goals aren't that bad, but it's not, it's bottom third of the league where it's like just top of the bottom third. It's not great. Um, there's a team there. There's a team there. They're like one or two pieces away. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird though. Like it's like a really you, good team. Is it just a matter of trade for shooters and you're in? Well, I almost wonder I like know. a guy like, and they would hate like so for, first off if they're willing to go after a guy like jt miller 
who, by the way, they're trying to rewrite the script on JT Miller in Vancouver. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. He's like, oh, I feel like I've been typecast. And the Vancouver Canucks organization are like, he's been typecast. Yeah. No, we've seen the replays, JT. You suck on defense and you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and also, it's Friedman's fault. If a, oh, it's always yeah, it's Elliot's <laughs> fault that you are, to talk about that, that, that you're bad shit. defensively. Okay. We'll get to the Vancouver stuff. Yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's um, more things. Yeah. But if if they're willing to go after a guy like that, part of me wonders. And you would think that where where Columbus is, that they're going to hang on to him. But Patrick Line is an interesting one because he is pure goal scoring. Yeah, and not the best on defense, although not horrendously bad. Like uh, like JT Miller is like spotlight bad. Mm-hmm. Like holy dang, it's it's going to be a dang, it's every everything. So I wonder, and, and Luke clearly values some of that. I wonder if a Patrick Line thing might work itself out because I don't know that Columbus is totally thrilled with him. I don't know if they're going to fully resign him, if they want to pay him, if he's a part of their window, because now he's in his mid-20s. He's and 24, and they just gave out that contract where it's 8.7. Line is 24? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 8.7 for the next four years. That's I it? don't think. That's pretty... Con- that's pretty... And I, like, we I just, forget how young some of these guys are, man. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, he's been in six six years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I don't know. Oh. I just wondered if there was like someone like that who you're willing to accept they have defensive warts because the rest of the team can, can I got absorb it. What do you got? I got Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, he was rumored. Who's, who's being rumored to being shopped because St. Louis looks like they're the, going to be on the outside looking in by the playoff time. Um, might be a fit in, in the island if, Why not? if the Islanders think they're going to go for it. That's the thing. Like, I if, think they should. Well, right? They should. I think I, it was like it was like saying last week. I remember I tweeted last week about the the Avs. They're 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 apparently cards on the table. They're willing to go for it again. And, and at that point last week, they, they weren't even in a playoff spot. I'm like, take that bet if you're the Avs, go for it. Yeah. And and I think I honestly are the Islanders bad at anything else? I don't really think so. I think. I don't think a trade is going to make it's it's going to fix their offense. I think what the Islanders should do is become more of what they are. And I I don't know how they would make this work, granted, but uh I think Ryan O'Reilly is a perfect fit. And you went for but the other I, one. But you got to generate other, goals. The, the, the other, other blue. <laughs> you do have to generate goals though. How are you going to do that? Ryan O'Reilly's not had a good Have you seen his stat line this year? Win 2-1 Well, he's games. been out for most of the year. Okay. Yeah. Win 2-1 injured. games, baby. When to that's what they are built to do. Agreed. And I just don't feel like you can go out and be like, here's our designated scorer. And then he just Well, Barzell's our designated store, and all you have to do is He's a designated passer. Passer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I say Ryan O'Reilly's been out, but he's played thirty seven games, but he's been a little mm-hmm. little banged, banged up. up. He's he's injured right mm-hmm. now, I should say. That's why everybody who's like I was I was hot and horny on the idea, and then I was like and then I looked it's at just beg your pardon. Yeah, what? I was. I was all mm-hmm. about Ryan O'Reilly, and then I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I even, just don't know where he is injury wise. You even know, even a Taves, who can apparently be had for relatively cheap. Yeah, they sent a second, but Chicago won't accept that. Uh, well, just the the. Just I think the, Taves is going to Winnipeg. I think that's a let him go home. Interesting fit. Um, uh, what was I going to say? It just it Taves for anything less than a first round pick is difficult to wrap my head around because we've seen all of Taves' career. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird that both him and Kane. It feels like a slap in the face. <laughs> well, <laughs> but he's not good. He, like, okay. Like, Re- reputation. Okay, reputation like aside. Round pick. <laughs> like, and he'll be great in the playoffs, but like, yeah. he's a half a point a game player. On you the Blackhawks. On, on the Blackhawks. Black yeah. 
Uh, there's if the he's Islanders, a minus twenty three this year. If the island, if any team out there wants to go for it, there are interesting pieces on the trade market. If it's if it's Tarasenko or O'Reilly, if it's JT Miller, if it uh, Patrick, if they want to get rid of Patrick Line, I don't know with that contract. But there's there's players you can deal. get right now. I wonder if it's the year of the three three way trade. Just the thing I was facing stuff. The thing I was going to jump into actually right off the top of the show after the TikTok segment mm-hmm. was who the Leafs have their eye on. Let's do it. Interesting. And uh, their Leafs, the Leafs apparently, according to Frank Zaravalli, have their eye on Jake McCabe. Uh, if they want to get him at a four million dollar price tag, which is what he makes, it was going to cost you a second round pick or a B level prospect or maybe a combo of both. If you want to get him at two million, it's going to cost you a first rounder. And Engvall, like and anyway, yeah. they, they have to move somebody to make this cap right. Stuff work, and know? I and I also think, <laughs> what do we always say when so and so team has their eye on? Okay, that they're just doing their job because <laughs> because teams should have their eye on everybody, like Crosby. <laughs> now, though, uh, very interesting. Um, so Dubis and Kekalainen were at yesterday's Canucks Blackhawks game. Now there is a prospects game. Yes. There is a prospects game to put that fire out a little bit, but I do feel like it's noteworthy that Dubas was in the same building as those three. As Kekalainen, mm-hmm. who has been one of his most common trade partners, mm-hmm. Kyle Davison, mm-hmm. they've made a trade together uh, within the past year, and uh, Patrick Alvin, who they have also made a trade together uh, within the past year. That's how they got Travis Dermott. So I just find it very interesting that the, all three of all four of them, I guess, were in the same building. Another name that keeps coming up from odd sources is Gabrikov. And I know that the Oilers are for sure interested. The least being interested in him doesn't make sense because it doesn't seem to fit their ethos. I just the price is astronomical. For, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I don't think he's fine. It's fine. Now, Dubas also, I mean, he certainly has a knack of getting guys who were like him. And they're good. Sure. David Kampf. David Kampf is the first name that came, came to mind. Almost every stat guy was like, I, I don't get this. I saw it. I'm like, I don't get this. I, don't, I, I didn't. We didn't know who he was. I remember going 1.5 million. What are we made of money? <laughs> and now I'm like, Kyle, if you sign him to an eight year deal, I'll kiss you on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, I, I, it's really difficult to judge how good, especially defensemen are. On a bad team, garbage teams. Yeah, and and Taze to give Taze some credit here. I he's on a he's on a historically bad team right now, and of course he's a minus twenty three because they're terrible. Yeah, they're so bad. The Canucks just lit them up. Uh, Adam, I think while we're on the subject of players going places, you need to offer a an apology and a correction for your oh, New Jersey yeah. Devils reporting. Yeah, yeah, last yeah. Week. I said that uh, the Devils were interested episode. in Tyler Myers. It turned out to be Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer. Which is actually a really good fit. Yeah. Because okay. uh, Meyer and Heischer were teammates for the Swiss national team. Oh. Yeah. But, no, I like your idea I better. I like my idea better. <laughs> I like, as a Devils fan, Myers brings the compete level. That was great. Sandpaper. It was great to listen back to because we're all like, Tyler Myers? Yeah. That that's doesn't why make any it sense. It's like, this is weird. <laughs> Ah, well, it's going to happen. Okay. Brad Hunt, Sergei Samsonov. It's going to happen. No, so many names. It's a, uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting time. There's a lot of like, so we're at the, we're at the trade deadline spot where um, there's just names. And if this team were to give this up, this is what it might cost. There are no direct, 
heated up links and you, you, you aren't seeing any bidding wars quite yet. Like, really? Like, have you seen one link? You're like, that's def- definitely like last year Evander Kane to the Oilers felt like it was staple that to yeah. the to staple that to the wall. It's happening. Um, I don't feel like we have that yet. We're not quite crystallized to that point. I have a sneaking feeling the next week is going to be big. There are going to be teams that want to get guys before the all-star break, which is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think so. Or, or they orchestrate a deal and then they pull it off as soon as you come back from the all-star break, like how they do with the world juniors and sort of the OHL. Yeah. The roster freeze is coming soon. So it's coming soon. Do you know when it is? No, no, I- I'll find out. Um, Google just feels like uh, a lot of smoke. I'm wondering where the fire is. NHL roster freeze. Uh, I thought there was only roster freeze in December. I think there is one around the all-star break, but I don't, I don't it's know. not. Uh, I don't think there is. Really? Yeah. No, I think you guys have that wrong. Can you be traded at the all-star game? Didn't that happen in the NBA? Really? Didn't that happen to DeMarcus Cousins? I don't know. Boogie? I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Let me see. One more thing. No, I guess maybe it doesn't. I thought yeah, it did. I think maybe it's it only the December one. I just pulled up a... Oh, man. NHL.com. Can I read you this? in From December 7th, 17th, 2008. How did this come up? I don't know. It just came up in my Google results. The impending decision by free agent Matt Sundin on where he will continue his NHL career may be complicated slightly by the NHL's holiday roster freeze. Awful. He is reportedly weighing final offers from the Vancouver Canucks and New York Rangers. <laughs> I feel like I was at the Fan 590 uh, when he decided to sign. I want to say it was at night. And everyone was in a tizzy, but not everyone was there on account of it was night. Right. So it was like the night host, like, oh, holy shit. All right. So we have the biggest hockey story in many a year. Says that uh, had he chosen to sign, or had, if he chooses to sign with the Rangers, they will have to make a bunch of moves to fit him under the cap. And I bet, I bet back then the salary cap was probably like $50 million. Oh, if that. <sighs> Crazy to think. Isn't it wild? that Like, no wonder the Leafs were shit for so long. Like They didn't get it. They didn't get it, but they also had like a $75 million payroll. And then overnight, it's like, by the way, it's 42 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't use, like, I remember they had compliance buyouts and stuff that you could use. And they didn't compliance buyout mats. And See, w- not the, the original one. The original one, I thought it did. No, that was 2013, and they got like Grabo. I don't. I think thought the they had compliance one... buyouts in the original one. I'm pretty sure they did, because I remember oh, you maybe. could buy out players, and I thought they, because because like it was Sunday was making like eight, Belfour was making six, and they you bought him, and up. they rolled the salaries back like 20 percent if you already had a pre existing contract. But I think what they should have done is probably been like, listen, Matts, we're going to pay you the whole the whole amount of money, we're going to buy you out, and then we're going to bring you back at a smaller amount. They probably made that illegal. They probably oh, made it so that you yes, can't you can't do, do that. that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Um, okay, so there's going to be a lot more kind of trade stuff, but I just thought it was interesting. Like, Jake McCabe, Leafs have their eyes on him. Who would you say, and what would you say, if you're, if you're Dubas now, as of today, what is the position you're looking for? Like, someone, let's someone, nail it down. Someone asked me a really good question. Um, not me, then. What, no, definitely not. Uh, it was, uh, what do the Leafs need more? A left or a right D? And I thought about I don't it. I think they need D. Like, well, and that was, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know if they need it that bad. They don't. Maybe left. Here's what the Leafs need. Or right. I don't know. Like, if they can significantly improve at either position, you take it and then you push guys down the lineup. 
But how do you do that without breaking the bank? Do you guys want me to read the compliance buyout stuff? Yeah, yeah. I got I'd love it to know. Before we jump into this conversation. Uh, so there was compliance, compliance buyouts after the 1213 lockout. Uh, it began 48 hours after the conclusion of the Stanley Cup and ended July 4th, 2013. The second NHL compliance buyout period was the next year. So June uh, uh, 2014 ran through uh, June 30th, uh, 2014. So there's two periods where you could do compliance buyouts after that lockout. And, and some of those... and then 14. Some of those buyouts are wild because you can still find them on Team's Cap Friendly page. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Brizgalov's is so, still going. Le so Cavalier. We have uh, also in 0405, there was unlimited compliance buyout. Oh. So there's both, both situations. Oh. Yeah. There was a period uh, from July 23rd to July 29th in 2005 when you could do unlimited compliance buyouts. I have a list here of some of the compliance buyouts uh, you were talking about. Ilya Brizgalov. So that was a 14-year, $23 million contract. That was compliance bought out. Like just the buyout. Yeah, that was the no, that was the contract. Twenty three million over fourteen years. That's it. Oh, I guess that was the amount that was bought. Oh, out. I think yeah, oh, that yeah. makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, so it was a fourteen year contract. Twenty three million dollars was bought out. Uh, the Leafs compliance bought out Mike Komarczyk in twenty thirteen and Mikhail oh. Grabowski, both oh. of their contracts. Good contract. and uh, David Booth was compliance bought out by the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, yeah. Ed Jovanovsky by the Panthers. Scott Gomez and Thomas Coberley by the Canadians. Really? Yeah. Uh, Coberley? Coberley. Okay. That was 2013. He's Rick DiPietro. Islanders. Wade Redden and Brad Richards by the Rangers. Oh, Brad Richards was a huge one. Oh. DiPietro was a huge one. Yeah. Daniel- it was a 15-year contract before 14. it was bought out. Uh, Daniel Briere of the Flyers. And those are kind of the uh, Steve Montador of the Blackhawks. Those are kind of the big names. Yeah, well, Steve Montador also was like one of the big pro NHLPA guys throughout the um, throughout the lockout. And oh, just like yeah. what was that other guy's name on Chris Chicago? Campoli. Yeah, they yep. just they they if you were one of those guys who was outspoken, you ne- you didn't play again because mm-hmm. they were they were fringe guys anyway. Alan Walsh has detailed that. A yeah, times over should read the on book AP. on on on. Uh, I honestly think you should read the book on um, on Steve Montador. I think a lot of people stay away from it because it's sad, and it is sad, but it actually kind of details some of the stuff about the NHL. You go, okay, All right. interesting. And lastly, TSN 1050's Carlo Koliakovo oh. Oh. Uh, was bought out by the Detroit Red Wings. Ah, Carlo. Good payday. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited for him when he was drafted uh, by the Leafs, because mm-hmm. I was just like, the emperor of Italian names has been drafted. <laughs> By, <laughs> although Frank Corrado is pretty good, oh, yeah. TSN is really cornering that market. And then Abrugizi came along and took the throne. Yeah, Nick Abru, big Woodbridge. old bunch of consonants and oh yeah, and vowels and and hands like I feel, this. Feel bad for Gord Miller given the conversation we had because he was the one who first said Abrugizi and like and people were like, "That's not how you say it." Yeah. And he's like, "But that's how he wants it said." I talked to his dad. Yeah, I talked to the guy. <laughs> I um, when Bates Battaglia was with the Marlies, mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, it's Battaglia, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, but please don't." Wow. Oh, wow. Basically, like, is that Italian? Yeah, but uh, Battaglia. Oh, wow, I could never wow. figure out what his background was. Bates Battaglia. Well, well I, don't, I don't know wrong. how Italian. How would the you name say Bates, Bates is? Bates. I mean, he could have. <laughs> he could have. What par- do I know? It, one of his parents was an Italian. 
Oh. I don't know, like me? Oh, Glynn. Uh, <laughs> like, doesn't really work. You know? Oh. Hey. People were very upset about me calling Mark Giordano a spicy meatball. Because um, they the don't know you're Italian? They didn't know. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one of us, one oh, of us. Oh, Paisan, first minute goal. Let's go. <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, <laughs> did, did the Calgary Flames fans really need to boo Johnny Gaudreau? Yeah. Ah. No, no, no. I'm serious. Let's look at the situation. Johnny Gaudreau did not get Calgary's real offer until like a minute before the deadline for him to become a free agent. They were messing around with him the summer before going, Johnny, now nah, we, we're going to we'll offer you eight. Now nah, we'll offer you 8.1. And at a certain point, you got to think, okay, well, if they're not really willing to offer me even... 80%, 85% of market rate, then maybe I should consider somewhere else. And then he goes the entire season thinking about, well, what if I played somewhere else instead of thinking I'm a Calgary Flame for life? And then they go, okay, fine, 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 fine. What did you want? Okay, we'll give you that. I don't, under, I don't blame him for, for going, you know what? I've, I've moved on already. Adam, that is a completely logical and fair point. But have you considered how fun it is in sports to say you were wrong, you big idiot? Dude, Islanders fans, I mean, some of them were like, oh, you didn't let the team know and blah, blah, blah. But like also don't let your captain, who's like the best center free agent in a generation, go to free agency maybe. Um, but what made it so much better and what caused such a like a Metallica concert like frenzy for his return to the island is the Leafs were doing well. Islanders were doing even better. Yeah. You were wrong, you big idiot. We don't need you. That You think they would have chanted that if they were in last? No. Yeah. But you look at the Flames, who are doing come see, come saw. They're not going to win the division or anything. But look at the, sh look at the Blue Jackets. Well, look at the state of them. I just thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the Blue Jackets are terrible. But we knew that. It wasn't like we he did. signed there. He was like, I want to win a cup in Columbus this year. We knew they were going to miss the playoffs. We knew they, I yeah. don't know if we knew they were this bad, but they're pretty bad. And, yeah, yeah, mm. and so, and, and also with the flame, there was that, that um, Johnny Gaudreau sign, like, uh, this is the face of a man who's not going to make the playoffs. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that last week you were, you guys were not in the playoffs either. You might not make it either. Mm. It, it doesn't make the sign incorrect. Does not make the sign incorrect. Okay. My favorite form of chirping was people who taped over their Gaudreau jersey and just put Huber. Yeah. Uh, or no, uh, Hubert. And they just kept the O. <laughs> I was a big fan of that. That That's is very funny. It's creative as hell. I love that. That is very See that that kind of stuff is fun. But like booing you does like have a booing? I don't mind booing so much. Like some people I think are like, you should never boo ever. I'm like, no, fuck off. I'm a yeah. fan. I can boo when All I right. want. But I felt like there are times where booing is relevant. But it'd be like if Matt Sundin came back to Toronto and Toronto had already tried to trade him. We brought up Matt Sundin earlier. And uh, we booed him. That's so different. It's but so we didn't different. Boo That's because so when Sundin left, we were all sort of like, "Yeah, I don't know, fair." And there was a section of the fan base that, like Tavares, didn't forgive him for. Uh, I was pissed at him for traded. not accepting the trade. Yeah, he should have gone to Philly. Yeah, and they should have got Jeff Carter and a. Uh, you said Tavares. You mean Sundin? Oh, Sundin. The Sundin situation was more like Tavares. Like Tavares that way. No, People you, were mad. You said he pissed at Tavares for. Oh my bad. Pissed, pissed at Sundin for. That yeah. Whereas Gaudreau, it's like, hey man, we won the division last year. What the? Where the fuck are you going? Yeah. And, and like, like his whole thing was 
uh, I want to be close to my family and play in the States. Was it not? Yes. Did he not like detail that? And then in his Players Tribune article, so like I could get why well, I I think Goudreau did everything is that he has like he has the right to do that. So yeah. I think it's fair. Ah, what if they're both right? Like I think it's fair. And like, but as a fan, I think you have the right to boo him if you're like that was you didn't want to stay here. You left. Yeah. Freak also, you. um, credit to Calgary fans. Fans they clapped and cheered him during the video tribute. Oh, that's nice. And then okay. booed him. Right after it ended. Oh, you, <laughs> you, you can't get more correct than that. Uh, that is the right they, move. Okay. They, they booed okay. him right before the tribute started playing, and then they, they let the tribute play and clap, yeah. and then they start booing him again. If it was That's inappropriate, fun. like there was there were some things floating around, oh, we should say this, and we should chant yeah. that, and no, most fans were just like, boo, oh, there's the video, yay. Yeah. Okay, now boo. <laughs> Thank you for your time here. Also, yeah. now you're, you're playing against us. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay. You're wearing the other team. I didn't realize the tribute thing. I forgot the tribute yeah. thing. I just saw the booing thing. Um, I want to also, I, there's a couple things I want to throw out there. First off, tonight, Barclay Goudreau and Austin Matthews will be mic'd up. So there's going to be a lot of uh, oh, TNT the broadcast. TNT. We're getting. Yeah, nice. yeah, because it's New York Rangers. So the Leafs can actually be featured on American broadcast. Um, I also want to ask you this, and I want you to play this video. This is from Tamu Solani's Instagram. Jesse, I'm going to throw it at you. Oh, no. And I want to know if this counts as tampering. Oh, boy. And you're going to like this video. Tamu's got one of the best low-key senses of humor in the NHL. As far as I'm concerned, the guy's funny. Got he's charming. There's a lot going on there, and obviously, no disrespect to the Winnipeg Jets, but he's Anaheim Ducks for life, right? Mm. So yeah. So what do you think this video I'm about to show you does and says? Well, Jesse's getting set up. Is he? Hmm. Well, the Ducks are real bad. Is he talking about trading someone from the Ducks to the Jets? No. Someone from the Jets to the Ducks. No. I don't know. Hmm. Someone should sign with the Ducks? I don't know. Someone should sign with the Jets. <laughs> it's about the Ducks. Okay. It is about the Ducks. It All is right. not about the Jets. I can give you that. Okay, let me see this. Kay. Let me see this. All right. Yeah. You ready? Ready. Play it. All right, Ducks uh, locker room here. A lot of great young players. And here's nobody here. You know what? I'm going to help you. Let's put the next year player here. <laughs> there Connor you Bedard. go. <laughs> now we are ready. Welcome. <laughs> so, does he work for the Ducks? I don't know. I don't know actually. So, so Temu is uh, in the dressing room. If you're listening, and he's going to, you know, Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry's looking at their lockers, and there's like an empty one, and he puts Connor Bedard on a piece of paper and puts it up on the thing. Ah, that's funny. I don't even care if he works for the Ducks because you know why? Because he has no power. Over yes. where Connor Bedard. Also, goes. don't you don't you feel like don't you feel like if, if he works for the Ducks, of course he wants him to go to the Ducks. Yeah, isn't it just implied that he wants a guy who might, honest to goodness, might be better than McDavid? Dude, he's crazy. Like he's Bedard is wildly good, wildly good. I don't remember. I don't. Maybe this is recency bias. I do not remember the hype being this fever pitch for McDavid or it's at very least equal. Oh, I think it was equal because, because it was not just McDavid. It was McDavid Eichel. It was McDavid Eichel, but the, I think what helped prop that up mm -hmm. and the hysteria of, of all that is the Leafs and Oilers had ridiculously good chances of getting them. Oh yeah. 
And it almost came down like the Leafs were the other ball. <gasps> they were the other ball. Now, hey, we ended up with Matthews. This is fine. No, it was uh, Mitch Marner. I know, right but like we get Marner and oh, then yeah. Matthews. We would yeah. never have got Matthews if we'd got McDavid. We'd have been too good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so so I want to ask you guys, th- here's, a, here's a quote that's not getting... I'm moving on from it this. It doesn't look like Timo Solani is a member of the Ducks organization okay. in, in an official So he can capacity. do whatever he wants. I thought he was but, an agent. But I guess oh, not. is he? I don't, I don't know. know. Scott Niedermeyer, special advisor to hockey operations. Uh, he also apparently runs a lot of junior teams in the area, like trains a lot of kids and stuff, which is cool. Nice. Um, the NHL account occasionally tweets out things that I, I think because it's the NHL account, people actively are like, I'm not going to pay attention to that. Right? Sure. Because it's like, Gary Bettman's place. Bleh. But they do tweet out some useful stuff and some good gifts and some good stats. Yeah. Gary Bettman does not run the NHL Twitter no, and, and I can guarantee you, Gary Bettman doesn't have Twitter. No. Uh, but but I love this. Um, occasionally you get a bizarro quote and not enough focus is put on it. And I want to qu- credit Mikey Stevens for saying, hey, why isn't anyone making a big deal out of this? Now, before I get into it, Steve, can you please stand up and do your Jay Woodcroft stance? Oh, okay. Do, you, do your Jay Woodcroft stance, just, just to the side. <laughs> he pops his butt a little more. He's a, he's a butt popper. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay, now sit back down. And here's, what do you know about Vincent DeHarnay? Uh, he's a uh, big right-handed, I think, mm-hmm. defenseman for the Oilers. I want to say he's a rookie. Yeah. So... Jay Woodcroft says, we called him the seaweed man uh-huh. because players have to swim through seaweed to get to our net. That's what Jay Woodcroft said about Vincent DeArnay. What does that mean? <laughs> the I seaweed f- man. <laughs> For like, uh, how does a nickname make a player worse? I feel like uh, like his play is about to plummet. Now that we all know he has the worst nickname in humanity. The seaweed man. The seaweed man. That's like friggin. Was Paul Fenton? I'm just pulling that up right oh, now. Really? Matt really? Zuccarello is like a lizard with his stick. Yeah, you know how lizards do with their stick? If you watch the way he dissects the offensive zone in particular, I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard licks his tongue out and, uh, uh, and sticks it as far out as he can and then retrieves whatever he's trying to get. What does the seaweed man thing mean? I, I, guess, I guess swimming through seaweed is... It's not the, that difficult to swim through seaweed, by well, the way. The, the front of the net is a, just, just stopping it. You're trying to get away. I don't know. You're, it's hard like to seaweed, get there. Like seaweed's gross, but like you, you don't have, you, you can still swim through it, no problem. No, it's no, it's like a cartoon where it go, wraps around your ankle and then you you drown. There were too many kids shows that convinced me seaweed was going to wrap around my ankle and i would drown like quicksand yeah and also there'd be razor blades in my uh halloween candy that's well that was just a uh yeah that was something that was perpetuated by just an old wives tale i think and uh, i also had to be tremendously terrified of quicksand mm-hmm. and also the bermuda triangle oh big problems with the Bermuda triangle yeah. they should call them bermuda <laughs> because the front of the net is like the bermuda triangle you don't even try to you can't enter it. I like that. That actually works a lot better. It does. Jay. Seaweed. Also, the Loch Ness Monster was really big. What oh, if he gets me? Yeah. What if he swam to Lake Ontario? I always thought Nessie was friendly, though. <laughs> I don't know. Is, no, that, is Nessie real? Uh, whoa. I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't know. We should ask Steve's wife. There's uh, No, uh, the, the most dangerous thing about Loch Ness is the roads. That's the first place I ever saw a car flip over live. Really? Yeah, because the roads are wild absolutely wild 
It's just full of locals like, ah, speed up. And then you get, because it's like three feet wide. Right. And everybody's driving tiny cars. I saw a guy like actually like climbing out of the window and I was like, wow, that's wild. And you've been to the town of Loch Ness. I've, I don't know if that's what it's called, but like (laughs) I saw it and you know, you keep looking at the water and no, they're not there. Sure Mm -hmm. is deep. Sure. I bet. It is a very, apparently like a weirdly deep lake. Can you fish yeah. there? But like as a, as a kid, you think this is going to be a problem in your everyday yeah, life. Yeah, like, what, yeah. if, what if I, I step in there and I got to swim? Yeah. And it's what if I freezing cold quicksand. up there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one lake in the whole world and you're like, what? That's the I'm one scared. I can't avoid. Uh, yeah. Same yeah. with Bigfoot. You know, Bigfoot was a big thing oh, what if, for what a while. They, yeah, but what if they get you? But Bigfoot was so ridiculous because there are scarier animals that we know exist. Why did we have to be yeah. afraid Canadian of goose. the mythical one? You want to be afraid of a real animal mountain lion those you will find out in the woods damn lynx you will find that oh, that would have been a bear great. you will find that <laughs> a black bear yeah, yeah. <laughs> black bears will run away from you grizzly bear you're toast oh, grizzly bear you're done yeah. goodbye vincent deharnay is, is he's like a lynx which is like our mascot so he's like lynxy the lynx or whatever their name is <laughs> you want it you want something scary if they're they uh, should the oilers should do you know that bigfoot video where he's walking through the woods and he kind of looks to the side, you know yeah, that old one. That's they proof. Sh- they should do that. <laughs> it's they not sh- a guy in a suit. It's proof. <laughs> it's for sure, not a guy in a, in a suit that he no. rented that weekend. They should do that with their lynx cat because their mascot is still the most terrifying mascot in the league. Oh yeah. Why does it have abs? I don't know. It doesn't need to have them. No. No. It's unnecessary. <laughs> Hunter. Hunter the lynx. Hunter. Hunter the. Ah! Look at that. <laughs> he's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> Hellcat. Like, what is that? Like he's got Hunter for Hire. <laughs> Click to book Hunter for your next event. You can book you know, Hunter for an event? Guys, guys, if we ever go out to Edmonton for like a SDP night, oh, and we sh- we need to do that, we have to book Hunter. Yeah. And we just must. cover him in, in seaweed. We gotta give him like a seaweed, <laughs> seaweed man. <laughs> Hunter for Hire, that phrase makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um... <laughs> that is look at that purge ass outfit that's horrifying mm-hmm. oh my god he's scary mascots are supposed to be kid friendly yeah gritty i'm sure they are he is gritty Hunter, has Hunter's all sorts of terrifying gadgets and gizmos and he's just he's pointing at me which appears to be an indication that i should enjoy the final moments of my life before i'm mauled I would be seriously worried about Hunter eating me alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I was like seven years old. Look at those teeth. Yeah, absolutely. Look at those eyes. Just not as cuddly. I mean, even Gritty is like, I'm sure that could be scary to a super young kid, but like. Gritty's hilarious. Gritty is hilarious. You didn't need to have such accurate eyes. It's far too accurate (laughs) of an animal. It's like the uncanny valley, but for a lynx. And. Some sort of prehistoric alarm bells are going off in my head. Take that off the screen. Like him, him pointing at you. Please is like, stop. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. Um, I'm going to eat you organs first. <laughs> before killing you. Um, is is JT, that what Lynx does? Has JT Miller been pacing himself this entire year oh, and we're no. just too dumb to recognize it? Yeah. Well, listen. Now, Rick Tockett has come in and, and they've... They've actually come out and confirmed the insiders have come out and they've all said, well, they brought in Rick Tockett because Jake T. Miller is a bit of a concern for the Vancouver Canucks because they're committed. Mm-hmm. And Rick Tockett, as they as you might 
know from our last episode was known as the Phil Castle Whisperer. Um, and Makes you know, him a good assistant coach. Yeah, made him a great assistant coach running the offense. But now he's the head coach, and you know, you're a head coach. You don't want focusing on one player, but the what's happened already is they realized they got a bit of a PR nightmare with JT Miller because he's outwardly frustrated. The highlights are are damning. Like his defensive highlights, when you see, and I said, let's call them highlights, but when you see those gifts, you can't run away from the fact that he is just not involved in a lot of plays. He's shocking. Shockingly bad. So, so now what Vancouver's going to do is they're going to spin. And uh, what, what Rick Tockett did, and I think this is a quite, quite a smart move if you're going to try to get people off of this, is uh, I just don't think, this is what he said about Miller, I just don't think you can play those types of guys that many minutes, 24, 23 minutes. I don't think that's what we're looking to do here. So JT is put in positions and maybe sometimes he's pacing himself. Now, they want Bro. you to believe. Yeah, in the final minute with an empty net, he's pacing himself. They want you to believe that a, a hockey player, 28 years old, in the best physical fitness you could possibly be, is that affected by an extra four minutes. They really learn nothing from the Benning era. Shut up. Right. Stop talking. Remember for years, like we, we were on that since like 2014. Mm -hmm. Stop putting Jim Benning in front of a mic. It's not fair to the guy. He can't say words well. He, li he literally, he puts a bunch of them together and people go, that seems not good. Mm -hmm. And then we all come to the consensus that it's not good. Right. And then the team's bad. Um, confirming that it is not good. Daniel Wagner rightly points out, he said, for the record in his article at VancouverIsAwesome.com, Miller is averaging 20-44 in ice time per game and has cracked the 23-minute mark five times this season. Yeah, that's exactly it. He's averaged 20 minutes and 42 seconds as of uh, right now. And Sounds fair last, for an $8 last night, million dollar player. Last night, he played 19 minutes and 16 seconds under, and in the first game. That, totally normal. Yeah, <laughs> he was the boss. So, so it's, it's about the same. So Tockett said, I'm not sure in today's game, if you win, you can play 24 minutes. Penalty kill, power play, five, five six, six on five. He said, I think what happens is you get into the habit of pacing yourself. I've coached some elite players. Sidney Crosby plays 19 to 20 minutes. A game now. To be fair to his comments, Miller is twelfth among NHL forwards in ice time per game. But okay, but like mm. that could be a second or two, and he could like off that he could be at twentieth. Yeah, he he plays nineteen to twenty minutes a game. He makes eight he, million dollars. He plays exactly where Tockett wants him to play. At. Who, who's ahead of him? Um, oh, I don't have that. Also, uh, he played a little on the PK. Like he had a minute and a half shorthanded last night, and. Like, so talk it, you, ha I get it game one, but like, if that's your strategy, you're not really changing anything because that's how he's played so far. Right. And I think he said, <laughs> this um, is a bunch of words. Um, he Dude, said, stop. uh, he said, stop. uh, he did say that he's going to probably reduce his penalty kill time. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically he said, I was an emotional player, but there's a, there's different emotion. It's okay to have emotion on the bench or tell your linemate, let's go. But I think when you're on the ice, you got to be careful of your body language. Emotion, if you're upset, doesn't mean, and this is not an indictment on JT, I'm just saying it's your body language. You can't stop back-checking because you're mad at somebody. And that, to me, is the quote. Dude, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. Oh, do we not think anyone in the Canucks organization over the last year was like, hey, maybe like don't slam your stick and scream at your teammates all the time? I'm sure somebody told them. Yeah, no, Boudreaux was just like, ah. Just sort of showed up, got a paycheck. I doubt that. Yeah. I doubt that highly. Me too. Dude. 
He's one of the most visually shocking players in the NHL. And it's weird because like I wouldn't be totally flabbergasted to see Miller have like this resurgence because it's honest to goodness about effort. There are some players who just between the ears, they do not have both sides of the puck programmed well. And some guys are really good defensively and uh, they're also where offense goes to die. And some guys are really good offensively and they just sort of get their wires crossed. And you can develop on ones like Jack Hyman was always good on offensive side, but he had stone hands for the first couple of years in the league. And then, and now he's like scoring all the time. He's amazing. Banging in, banging in, banging in. Yeah. And like Miller is like, we constantly see clips where, dude, do you know, no one, no radio or TV host in Toronto would have vocal cords left if a Leaf consistently played like that. Right. They would have been run out of town a long time ago. And we'd be calling for the general manager who signed him to an extension to be fired. Mm -hmm. But he just got here. Mm -hmm. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple quotes, but I I don't want to I don't want to waste too much time on this. Okay. Uh, these this is not Vancouver related, but we're gonna move on. Uh, I don't want to waste too much time on this because of the source. Okay, and I know you're gonna roll your eyes at me, but it's Gary Bettman, and I'm gonna give you two quotes. Oh. First one is he believes that he said that nobody in the NHL tanks because of the weighted lottery. Mm-hmm. And my question is, everybody's like, oh, what? Uh, does he think we're stupid? No, but what is he going to say? What's Cer- he going to say? Cer- certainly not the truth. Certainly. No, why would he tell the truth? No. That's not, That's his, not job. his job. His job is to represent the NHL the best way possible. He's not going to tell the truth. Are you kidding me? What does the truth ever suited those, those guys? No way. We should but, stop running his quotes. But the one, the one quote, in, and we, maybe we should, but the one quote that, did, that does get to me that I think is actually damaging is every year or so, somebody asks him about Quebec City. Oh, this one. And last year, or, or like mid-pandemic, it was like 21, 22, somewhere in there, he said, you know, the Quebec, I believe the premier of Quebec ran on a platform of he's going to try to get Quebec City back in the NHL. Legault? And said, Legault, I think it was Legault. And then he said, he said, uh, uh, I'm going to get Barry, Gary Bettman on the phone and we're going to have a talk about this. So to satisfy that, because again, he also has the Montreal Canadiens in his jurisdiction, Gary was like, sure, I'll get on the phone with you. And they had a conversation about it. So Francois Legault lived up to his promise. Gary looks like the good guy. But every couple of years or so, Gary Bettman fucks with Quebecers. And this is the <laughs> next one. He said, Gary Bettman, uh, this is from Renault Lavoie. Uh, Gary Bettman just said that Jeff Molson always told him he would be in favor of expansion in Quebec City if it happens one day. Okay. Cool. That tells me absolutely nothing. But you I know, think it just drives up the price of other markets. You know that that, that, that says nothing. But yeah. to a Quebec hockey fan who's not given that more than a glance, and I'm not saying if it was Ontario, if it was, if it was Boston, it doesn't matter where you're from. That might give you that shred of hope. And I think it's kind of shitty yeah. that they continue to go back to this. Gary doesn't want a team there. Jeremy Jacobs and the executive don't want a team there. Yeah. They don't believe it's a viable market. So I just wish they would say right now, there is not there. Jeremy Jacobs, I'll give him credit. He at least said, I don't think the sponsorship dollars are there. I don't think the money's there. I think we'd be losing money. At least he said that. Yeah. Gary's like, well, <laughs> hey, Quebec. Listen. Also, who gives listen. a shit what the owner of the Bruins says? Well, the owner of the Bruins is the head of the NHL executive. This is the problem. Right? Right. He's, as, he's more powerful than Gary. It's Jeremy Jacobs, guys. Oh, I know. And he might be right, by the way. 
He might sure. be absolutely bang on the money. There is no possible way we can make money on this. And we're going to end up in a mid 90s situation again. It, you know, Winnipeg's a little bit different. They're a, uh, they're a smaller city too, but they have the, the, the family that owns them is among the 50 richest in the world. It almost feels like the more they talk about Quebec, the less likely it is to happen. Because maybe I'm misremembering, but it feels like the Winnipeg Jets went back to Winnipeg overnight. Yes. Overnight. Yeah, that's like, because they found an owner. That yeah, was like, that's how yeah. those things usually happen. If there's a lot of noise around something, it's not happening. Look at how Hamilton and Jim Ball Silly. Like, just that's about how to say. Yeah. the NHL, hate, it will, all these pro sports leagues, hates when there's a lot of noise around this. And the reason Gary keeps perpetuating the idea that Quebec City is a viable market for an NHL team is that he needs a boogeyman to bully all of these cities that currently have an NHL team to spend money and build stadiums. That's what he needs. He need, you need the boogeyman as the commissioner to be like, hey, if you don't get your shit together here in this market, we're going to move you and you can go Kansas somewhere else. City. Woo. Yeah, you go back. Woo. You, as the commissioner, it's it's an evil strategy. Yeah. It's an evil thing to do, but that's what he, need. he needs business. to have this narrative play out for the next hundred years of this league so they can always have something and say, you know what? We're going to move you. There's a market there. Quebec City has the arena. The Vodadome or Vodafone Dome is, is right there. Yeah. It's ready to go. If you don't build an arena here with public money, we're going to move you. And he needs that boogeyman. So he's it's, always going to say Quebec City is a market remember that they it was can like move to. Edmonton and Seattle. And then yep. Calgary and Seattle. Yep. Oh, look, they expanded to Seattle. Oh, <laughs> crazy. By the way, they're not moving any teams because it's there's too much money now in bringing new teams into the league. Oh, yeah. You're not moving franchises anymore. You're not moving cities anymore. No, all all the big expansion. cities are taken care of. expanding yeah. to a 40-team league. The reason the NFL you, did it was, need, because, was because there was no team in Vegas and there was no team in LA. Yeah, you need the idea that, um, that it could happen, but it's never going to. Never going to happen. If anything, they expand, you know? What happens to my body every time we read a Gary Bettman quote, it's like you ever take, you ever accidentally take nighttime medication during the day? Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. Really. I, just, I just shut down. <laughs> well, I did. That's why I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I just wish, Gary, please stop fucking with Quebec. Uh, lastly, before we get into bachelor buyouts, um, I just want to send a little buyouts. Less uh, bachelor buyouts. <laughs> I like that bachelor bios, which we've been te- teasing for a while. Thank you for your patience. Like to little uh, do a little shout out to uh, Adam Bishop, aka Drag Like Pull, for joining uh, the um, Hurricanes. Uh, Hurricanes as a data engineer, congratulations, Tim. That's, That's cool. another thing. You were talking about the Vox Media layoffs, uh, the SB Nation thing. Vo- mm-hmm. Vox Media owns SB Nation. They cut all the NHL blogs. And those guys, he's, isn't he not one of those guys? Was he not a pension he plan He was puppet? a longtime pension plan puppets guy, yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure. And so, you know, there's somebody that, that how else would he have gotten the job if he hadn't, a, cre- if he hadn't this, a great body of work and developed a following and, you know, Ten years ago, there were actual journalists journalists saying this is never going to be a part of the game, and these guys are all getting hired. And it's those places that these people started. Whether they continued on in media or they went to NHL front offices, there's been other guys. Eric Tulski, who hired him, was one of those guys. Oh, was he? I believe so. I can't. I can't remember. And where there was he wrote, and, and um, Tyler Dello. Tyler Dello. Yeah. It's a bummer when those things go away. Um, and uh, and so you know, like anybody that that asks, like that's to me part of the whole ethos of what we're trying to do with game over it's our yeah. small contribution give people an opportunity to actually de- develop and become we have some people with a ton of experience on there we have some people with zero experience on there and the whole point is let's give people that platform to grow a following and kill it and like they are where are and you supposed ki- to start out i don't like, know i don't i don't know anymore like so many of the places i worked at or interned at are gone 
they're gone. I think I think at the end of the day, like that's that's sort of like you you I, I was saying to Steve and Jesse this weekend and I wrote it on our Discord, you know, uh my first three jobs that I had do not exist. The positions are gone. Uh the companies are still there, but they're just cutting back. They're like, well, listen, we'll find we we don't care if you get developed. It's not our problem. That's 10 years from now's problem. Uh, and whereas back in the day, they did care a little bit more about development. So anyway, long story short, those blogs matter, uh, streams matter, uh, support these, these young people coming up because one day they're going to be working for your favorite NHL team. Congratulations to Adam on that. It's amazing. Older hobbyists. You you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Just, uh, big fans. I, uh, look at the hockey guy. Oh, I know. Just, he's amazing. He didn't need anybody. Mm -hmm. Just did it. Just did it. And became like bigger than Gretzky. <laughs> we should have him. I, I, we should have him back on, especially with all this yeah. Vancouver yeah. song. Yeah. Like, Dude, there's been a lot of requests for that. Guy. I'd love to have him back. Audi on uh, Game Over Calgary got Nasher. I know. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. That's sick. I know that they um, some of the Game Overs like Edge has shown up. Arto Cal from ESPN has shown up. Cabby, Cabby from SN Bets, baby. Um, it's been good. It's been real good. So I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. Long story short. Travis um, Yost. Travis Yost. Yes. And soon to be, not going to tell you, tease. Are you going to, are you going to make up for your missed appearance? Oh, I have to. I have to. I feel bad. Like Audie asked me to go on, but it was a Saturday night. So I'm like, uh, you're not going to get me Saturday. And then I had to pull out of Winnipeg because I was violently ill. I'm joining. threw up. And then an hour later, shot the LFR. I'm joining Andrew on Game Over Montreal because I said, if the Habs beat the Leafs once this year, I'll do the Hot Ones Challenge. Mm-hmm. You owe him. And they beat him the first fucking game. Uh, so, and then again, stupid Leafs. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to go do the Hot Ones Challenge with Andrew. What day one, is that? I think it's in February whenever they play it's each the, other. The, is it the next one? They I'm play pretty the, sure it's after the next one. Yeah, I don't even know what They play each other a couple of times. Because we should hype that up. That's yeah, we should. If you're doing the Hot Ones Challenge. I've got the box of the hot sauces in my, Andrew ordered it to the house. Uh, so please, please th- tell me you're taking the day off the next day. <laughs> I'm not. When do Leafs, I get a day off? Leafs Hab is Feb. Leafs Habs is Feb 18th. Is it that one? That's probably the one. That's shortly after the All Star. They game. also play April 8th. I think it's it's the February. It's the February yeah. one. Okay. Wow. That's coming up. Oh yeah. A couple it's weeks. Going to be a tough day the next day. So you're going to do this around 10 o'clock at night, and you're going to wake up around 4:30 or 5. Yep. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Well, listen. A bet's a bet. And by the way, every time Andrew and I make a bet, going back to the Jerkshire jersey, he wins. Um, he always makes a good bet. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> it's a Saturday, it so is Saturday. Oh. you can uh, you'll sleep in all Sunday. Hallelujah! With your spicy poops, uh, spicy poopies. All right, let's do the uh, Bachelor bios. Woo. Think you know which way it's going to go? The Canucks didn't. <laughs> hey, and I don't when it comes to football. Make your bet at Sports Interaction. We're on the road to the Super Bowl, and Sports Interaction has you covered pregame, live betting, and all major sports, and of course, prop bets. You want to bet, you go to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN or check out the QR code in this video. You can click. Easy. Boom. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I prefer, actually, Bachelor Bios. I still prefer that. I feel like that was a better title. Compliance Bachelor Bios. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, what do we got the for this first, season of The Bachelor? The first episode actually uh, aired on Monday okay. of The Bachelor. Some people, I saw one tweet. I shouldn't say some people. I saw one tweet where somebody was saying they had a draft for uh, The Bachelor this oh. season. So you can do Bachelor Fantasy Leagues. So everybody picks... Uh, contestants. Why that are is we a doing fantasy. that? As they get eliminated, you're trying to get the one that's left, right? This is pretty cool. Oh, we next season, man. We can, why, we can do it now if we really wanted to. I, isn't I, it too late, though? They've already got people knocked off. No, like, we can just write it now. Okay. Like if you, I'd if, like to do one really through, like, with, like, surprising, though, one day. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, I'm down to do it now, but I, I, I'm just saying one day, like, when you elevate this thing, get everybody in on it, do surprising. Adam so, doesn't want to do so it. So, already, I'm seeing an ocean of Ladies, yeah, but there's two guys in the top left. Yeah, there's the host Jesse oh. Palmer. And well, the, that'll certainly. Yeah, they that. changed uh, Monday morning quarterback Jesse Palmer is now. Oh, that is then, Jesse uh, Palmer. Holy shit, I'm blind. Uh, and he also was a bachelor. Zach Shalcross is the bachelor. I read his bio a couple weeks ago, but I will read it again so you guys know who Zach is and who all of the lovely ladies will be fighting for. So hold on, his name is Zach Shalcross? Zach Shalcross. So it's Here like, hey, what do we picture. do at the street? We shall cross. We shall cross. <laughs> ah, woo! All right, that was awful. Um, we are all see, worse for that. What do you guys think of no, Zach and his face? He, uh, He's got a good face, man. Good looking guy. <laughs> he gets shirts at the same store Adam does. Yeah. yeah, remember he was wearing the same shirt that Adam was. We did the side by side, yeah. He, Better shape though, slightly. Me and, me and him are going for the same scruffy, flickety-dickety look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and he's just got a little bit less muscle. Here is a little on Zach. You know, after a heartbreaking departure from Gabby and Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, oh, who could forget? Zach Shalcross's, <laughs> Shalcross's journey to find love will continue when he steps in as leading man for the upcoming 27th season of The Bachelor. Following an emotional realization about his future with Rachel, Shalcross won Bachelor Nation's affection when he made the difficult decision to end his journey on The Bachelorette. The charismatic California native will begin handing out roses this Monday, blah, blah, blah. Um, here's a little about him. An endearing 26-year-old tech executive from Anaheim Hills, California, Shao Cross stole Bachelor Nation's heart on season 19, The Bachelorette. His quiet charm, wit, and openness to find lasting love. Okay. A family man at heart, Shao Cross splits time between Texas and Orange County. His parents, who have been married over 30 years, have shown him what true love looks like. Mm -hmm. He strives to find love, a love that echoes the standard they have set for him, and he plans to keep them in mind when looking for a life partner. Home is where the heart is, and with the Bachelor Mansion not too far away, Shalcross is eager to begin his journey back home in Southern California. He's also a uh, trained helicopter pilot. Because that is the only way to get around in Anaheim. It's I'm 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 so bored I'm so bored by him already. Can we get to, can we get to the women now? You know who they are all vying for. So okay. have that in mind okay. when, as Fine. we pick who we think is going to survive ah, and who's going to win. Okay. All right, Allie. First up, we're going to alphabetical order. Order. Allie, twenty six, a healthcare strategist from Atlanta, Georgia. All right. Here's her bio. With a beautiful smile and personality to match, Allie 
is a Southerner sweetheart ready to find love. Allie is a hopeless romantic and has even ended serious relationships because her exes weren't ready for the real deal. Oh, she's the full package. Commitment. Red she's, flag. She's the full package and is a and is passionate about her work in healthcare as she is about Disneyland. And oh, she's at Disney Disneyland person. adults. Allie hopes Zach can match her energy and is excited to meet a man who's ready for marriage. I wonder, uh, she's looking for a man who can show her the world. Stop it. Steve, this next line is for you. Okay. Nothing makes her happier than her golden doodle named Texas. Pick her. So hopefully Zach can handle a little puppy love because these two Uh, are a package deal. Stop. Allie is a proud collector of porcelain dolls. Allie went to the same high school as Beyonce. Allie loves broccolini but hates broccoli okay very that was that last one was very strange so so here's what here's what i gotta say i got nothing against disney adults i saw a tiktok the other day though of somebody going to the magic kingdom and falling on their knees and crying in front of the big uh, castle (laughs) and i love disney world i think it's fun and i can't wait to take my kid there but disney adults are their own thing and you're in or you're out right Disney I adults might, are their own thing. I might drop to my knees and cry if someone brought me to like a simulation of Valentine from Red Dead. <laughs> and but be not strawberry. There's nothing to do with strawberry. Rude to the locals. No, and it's a dry town. <laughs> yeah, it stinks. Why am I going to the old west to be dry? Um, I think. The I mean, Steve listen. She sounds. I, I think the Disney thing would be. I think that there's nothing wrong with going to Disney World or whatever. Being obsessed with Disney World is a different thing. Yeah. You know it's what? Different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not gonna. Um. I think the writer did her an enormous favor. The the writer of that bio did her an enormous favor because as soon as they say she's from Atlanta, I'm like, when do they refer to her as a Georgia peach? And they They usually do that. They almost always do. Always. And they didn't. Are Georgia peaches better than other peaches or do we know that? That's like the, that's where peaches come from, man. (laughs) Justin, I don't Justin Bieber taught us that. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Yeah. Next up is Anastasia. I think there was a song before that, but yeah. Nope, nope. Justin Bieber invented <laughs> peaches in Georgia. No, not not but, any of those beautiful soul songs from no, by the way from way back when. You know that Journey song, "Don't Stop Believing," where they're like born and raised in South Detroit. Mm-hmm. They asked him about that because South Detroit is technically Windsor. Um, oh. and there is no South Detroit. <laughs> oh, what so, do you mean? so he's like, it just sounded good. He's like, I don't know. It wasn't, oh. he's like, he wasn't going to say North Detroit. He's like, it's South Detroit sounded better. West Detroit. And yeah. West Det- no, South is South better. Detroit sounds better. It just works. Anyway, thought I'd throw that out. <laughs> Anastasia. Content market. Write down your favorites, by the okay, way. Oh. If you if you have favorites, then we'll come I'm back gonna, to I'm going to drop the Disney adult, so I okay. don't even remember. Yeah, okay. Name. Well, at the end, give me like your top three. Okay, who you think it. are going to win. Okay, Anastasia. Okay. 30. Content marketing manager from San Diego, California. Social media. Home of the goals. That's social media. Anastasia is really someone special. She comes from a big, loving Greek family and is ready to find love of her own. When it comes to finding a husband, Anastasia is looking for a mature man who has his life together and knows what he wants. In her free time, Anastasia enjoys watching the Harry Potter movies, visiting her family in Greece, and vibing out to Rufus, Rufus de Soul's music. Anastasia is done wasting time when it comes to dating and is ready to jump into love with both feet. Will Zach be the man to take the plunge with her? Anastasia loves animals but is intimidated by monkeys. Anastasia has always felt a strong connection to Cleopatra. 
Anastasia fears the day low-rise skinny jeans become fashionable again. That's a fair point. Okay, so let me just say this. Love the big family thing. Big Mm -hmm. families are fun. Uh, Unless they're not, and then they're really not. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, what what was the thing directly after the big family line? Can you please repeat that? Directly after the big family line. She's a Georgia peach. (laughs) (laughs) She comes from a big, loving Greek family. Love. And is ready to find love of her own. When it comes to finding a husband, Anastasia is is looking for a mature man who has his life together and knows what he wants. Boom. Hey, let me pause you there. Okay. Yeah, this might. Here's my yeah. issue with that. Sure. From from being in the dating pool fairly recently, okay. Although it was, I guess, a couple years ago now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> when I, what I found when I was dating was if people said, "I want a man who knows what they want," it usually meant, "I want a man who wants what I want." I know what I want, and I want you to know and what if, I want. If you don't, if you don't <laughs> want, and I think men do this too. If you don't want what I want, then you don't know what you want. Also. <laughs> Like, with all due respect to Zach, ma'am, this is a game show. Yeah. I don't think he has his shit together. Also, can you ma'am? just... I, the thing about dating is, like, I understand people get tired of, like, a, like random aimless dates, for sure. But you can't force this stuff. No. You cannot force this. You kind of have to just let it develop. So, I'm ready to jump in with both feet. I guess that's what The Bachelor is. But that's a lot of pressure, you like, know? It is a lot of pressure. I mean... I I that bio stunk. I feel like I know less about her than before. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. wow. All right, Steve, all right. Yeah, moving on. Ariel, marketing executive from New York, New York, Concrete Jungles, where dreams are made of. Okay, right. wet dream tomato. Ariel <laughs> is a thrill seeker, and here at the Bachelor, thrill she will find. Ariel is adventurous, sophisticated, unapologetically herself, and is looking for a man who can match her energy. Ariel comes from a big, loving Ukrainian family and is looking to find love like her parents have. She is a woman of the world and has traveled everywhere, from Europe to Asia to South America and more. When she's not jet-setting, she loves exploring her hometown of New York City by going on long walks listening to SZA. Ariel is truly hoping that Zach will be her perfect match. Fun facts about Ariel. Ariel loves to read Architectural Digest. Ariel doesn't do tarantulas under any circumstance. Dancing to ABBA makes Ariel smile. Okay. Now I don't we, mind that. I got to give it to the writer again. Yeah. He, the dude lives next to Disney World. Her name is Ariel and you didn't make a mermaid reference. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't do coming. it. You didn't take the bait. Uh, that, was, that was a good one. Yeah, listen. That was a good I, I also want to say this. If you're an adult and you don't like the songs of ABBA, shut up, you're lying. Those are the, so those are the hookiest songs. Every pop music song since then has been, date, has been based on what ABBA did. Yeah. They are forerunners on everything, uh, and, and I'm, I'm tired of the ABBA hate. Mm. Straight up, you like ABBA, shut up. You've never been around your Scottish mother-in-law when she's several Bacardi 151s deep <laughs> and ABBA comes on. Which song? It can't be Dancing Queen. Da- uh, it's 100% Is it Dancing, Dancing Queen? Queen? Oh my see God. That? Good. None of the words are actually words. Watch this. <laughs> my, my mother-in-law has a genuine um, uh, just disrespect for the English language. Well, that's what the Scottish uh, no, dialect not. is. No, it? it's just her. It's just her? Just her. My father-in-law has like his I'm talking to my fellow Scotsman voice, and then his my I'm talking to my son-in-law voice. She 
once referred to Aurora Borealis as Roly Polialis. <laughs> and and I was just like, what? But beg your pardon, mm-hmm. what? I I thought I thought the whole point of a Scotsman was to butcher the English. Oh yes, you know, yes, that's the whole thing. No, she her tongue is a skein do there yeah. and just <laughs> next next up we have that Bailey. Bailey, Bailey Bailey looks like she's from Nashville, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. she is. She does. She is an executive recruiter, twenty seven. I uh, almost all of them so far have job titles where I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey is the perfect combination of a lo- uh, of loving and loyal. Mm-hmm. She is truly ready to settle down and meet her dream man. I believe her because they put the word truly. <laughs> Bailey mm-hmm. isn't on dating apps because she says she's not looking to date around. She is ready to find the one and thinks The Bachelor is the perfect place to do just that. Bailey is passionate about health and wellness and hopes to one day own her own business in the wellness world. Ooh, Gwyneth Paltrow vibes. She loves traveling. I I added that. She loves traveling and going on an adventure and hopes Zach is also looking for an adventure buddy. Bailey is extremely down to earth, gets along with everyone, and hopes her future husband will bring a similar energy to their relationship. Fun facts about Bailey. Bailey would love to be a professional skydiver. Bailey likes her margaritas spicy. Oh, Nashville. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bailey named her dog Charlie after Charlie Brown. Love it. Already my favorite. Yep. What? Spicy margs. And uh, uh, I love a spicy marg. And I love skydiving. Adam. Yeah. Of all people. Yeah. This wasn't a red flag to you? What was it? I like Charlie Brown. Bailey is passionate about health and wellness. That screams to me. It's Saturday morning nope. in July. Nope. I'm going out for a run. Have fun. Adam, my husband, you're coming with me. Nope. You can't make me do that. If, like- if you had that, by the way, if you had that in your bio on, uh, on Bumble, not that you really cared if I swiped right on you, but uh, <laughs> I, that's an instant left. That is an instant yeah. no nah for me. I don't want to get up early on the weekends. I get up early all week. I can work out in the afternoon. I might not. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I'm taking a lot from one line, yeah, but that's you're you're right, Jesse. There's a good point. But I like the spicy marks and I like the skydiving. I can take it. I'm forgetting the names. Who was the last one? Ariel. Yeah, I like her best so far. Keep going, Jesse. All right. We'll go to the next bio. We'll do a couple more and then we could probably save some for tomorrow. If you want. Ooh, what? Oh yeah, we're recording we're tomorrow. Splitting it? Yeah. Should we oh, shouldn't we? We, we need quite a few more because there's like 30. There's oh, okay. 30 girls. Well, how many do you want to so do? Let's get, let's get the 15. Okay. Oh, All right. We're going to be here a long time. Okay. Oh, yeah. that. There's, there's 30. Okay. okay. I have to drive home in a snowstorm. <laughs> let's keep going. The, did the bees, the, let's guy, go faster. the TikTok bee guy <laughs> say it's going to snow? <laughs> TikTok bee guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, bee guy. the snow on the way here said it was going to snow. No. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know what the bees said in Niagara. Mm. All right, Becca, 25, nursing student from Burbank, California. Mm. Boom! First one, I can clearly tell you what she does. <laughs> Becca is incredible, is the first line. She is a nursing student who also has, has always put others before herself and dedicates her life to helping people. She comes from a close-knit Mexican-American family and was raised by her mom, who she says is the person she loves most in the world. Uh-huh. When it comes to what she wants in a partner, Becca is looking for someone she has a natural chemistry with who isn't afraid to be goofy sometimes. Hey. She's hoping to meet a man who is loyal, honest, supportive as she is. Fun facts. Becca, out being outdoors relaxes Becca. Becca is a sucker for forbidden romance novels 
and Becca wore a lot of beanies in high school and gave off a skater girl vibe. Man, she was really doing so well. <laughs> I think she she's actually seems pretty cool. Yeah, but the like, fun facts were the opposite. Yeah, of but name name a nurse that doesn't put everybody before themselves. Name Damn. one that you've ever known. Damn, uh-oh. And all she's asking for is somebody who's supportive and loyal. Everything else you can make up along the way. I like oh, that. Oh, we might have a new front runner. I know. I'm, I'm into mm. Becca. Down right. with Becca. Also, she's t- 25, a nursing student. When did she begin, like, her, uh, when did she begin nursing school? I don't know, man. Probably at the worst Doesn't time say- in human history to Oh, friggin- you mean COVID. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. All right, let's uh. move on to the next one because <laughs> Steve's not going to get out of here until snow o'clock. Brianna, 24, entrepreneur. I have no idea. Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay. Brianna is a boss woman looking to add some love to her life. She is smart, uh, entrepreneurial, and creative. Adam's already out. Oh, boy. (laughs) There's that word twice in very short order. She owns a successful beauty company at just 24 years old. There's a little bit of context. Brianna is giving her, giving she-o vibes. She-e-o vibes. Sorry. That's, oh uh, okay i'm now, not gonna hold the writing against her no no the the she writer didn't. the writer put that in yeah Boo. all right uh now that her career is in such a good spot she seems to have everything in place except for a man brianna is a woman of the world and even lived in paris for a few years growing up she's looking for a ride or die partner with whom she can travel to new places Brianna has high expectations but she's truly hopeful that zach could be the man for her fun truly. facts truly Brianna hopes to go cage diving with sharks one day. Okay, sick. <gasps> Brianna sick. created her own language as a child. Brianna does not do Netflix and chill. Okay. Uh, like, but like, you mean with a stranger or at all? It does not specify. Like, Netflix. what does that mean? You can Netflix and chill with your partner. Like, you don't watch TV or you, you don't... Or you don't like to have sex after you watch TV. <laughs> We're asking a lot right? of questions. I don't know. There's a lot of ambiguities here, but here's, here's what gets... The thing, and I don't know what Again. this person. I, I see. I, I listen to all these, what and I don't detail. know what anybody looks like. I have no well, idea I can what this turn person. Turn the computer. Okay. This is Brianna. Okay. What do you wow. mean? You don't know what they look like. Look, she's an absolute knockout. No, the one thing they, they all the, are. They're reality oh, yeah. right. show right. stars. Wow. <laughs> they're all very. I just want to say. I was doing this properly, though. I I do want to say I am doing this properly. You're not supposed to look. But I think the thing that freaks me out, and you can call me bad for this, is the boss, like the boss bee thing. The CEO? CEO. Uh, that's fine. But it's it's more like, hey, boss, babe. You know, it, it reminds me of MLMs. Uh, you know what I mean? Sure. You, you, just, know, like, you know, like when you see those TikToks, it's like, oh, I accidentally boss, babe, too close it, to the sun. Red flags can be withdrawn sure. when you get more information. Yeah. So right now you're doing, you're doing like a... I can't blame like the writing on her. red flag. Yeah. I'm worried about the boss, babe thing because if you say that in real life, I cringe a little. <laughs> um, not that I have a problem like... Uh, all of my bosses are women, but I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I just, there's something what about are you saying, that. Adam? You know what I'm saying. That's, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that's such it's a just good that, point. Like, it reads fine, yeah. I guess, but like, I've never once heard someone refer to themselves as that in person. Yes, exactly. Okay. Brooklyn, 25, rodeo racer, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay, let's see how many rodeo things that can fit into this bio <laughs> brooklyn is a rodeo country girl One. ready to saddle up for the love story of yeah! lifetime. John Dutton. at yep. just 13 years old brooklyn discovered her passion for horse barrel racing three and went on to study animal science 
One day, mm-hmm. she dreams of being a professional rodeo cowgirl and or- horse trainer. But now, Brooklyn works as a lab designer for an oral surgery practice where she custom designs teeth for life-changing dental procedures. You're not going to believe this. Zach, get ready to say cheese and show off those pearly Can I see whites. what she looks like? Yeah. Because I swear you. to you, I dated a woman exactly like this. Did you date her? Dental hygienist, barrel racer, literally a barrel racer. Um, was her name Brooklyn? Was, that no, her name was not Brooklyn. Did you date Brooklyn? No, I didn't date Brooklyn, but I... From Stillwater, Oklahoma? Like, oh, like when I was in Calgary, I dated somebody who was a barrel like somebody who literally did the did, did trick horse, yeah, all the trick riding and all that stuff. Grew up on a farm, had it, like her, one of her pets growing up was a goose. It would meet <laughs> her, it would meet her at the, at the, at the school bus when it dropped her off at the, yeah. Oh yeah. So Brooklyn's number one for you. Absolutely. Because you've already dated She's awesome. Her. I love it. You've dated her. Yeah. Absolutely, Brooklyn. Let me let me finish. Her Sorry, bio. I thought you were done. <laughs> no. Oh my god, um, that's scary. Zach, get ready to say cheese and show off those pearly whites. Brooklyn hasn't had the easiest path when it comes to her relationship history, so she's ready for a fresh start with the Bachelor. Ambiguous. Mm. Fun facts: Brooklyn would love no, to be uh, able. Last line: Will I, Zach I be the s- perfect <laughs> cowboy? Five, five rodeo things. Uh, fun facts: Brooklyn would love to be able to teleport. Brooklyn Preach. is a two-stepping pro. Brooklyn Ooh. loves to start her day with a delicious breakfast burrito. I interpret that as she is also a bad dancer. So I'm I'm pretending to be yo, Zach. Yeah. So if we can be bad dancers together, then I think we're cute. The breakfast burrito is key. Those are so good. I feel like uh, you guys are in, big on Brooklyn here. Big on Brooklyn. Pretty good. All right. Well, what about Kara? Kara is a corporate recruiter from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 27. Hmm. I think it's Kara. Kara? I would say Kara. How about we just, we have to get through these. Do you want to get home alive? Let Jesse read. Kara is as ambitious and driven as she is beautiful. Damn. She really has her life figured out from her career to her social media. But there's one major piece missing. A husband. Oh, nuts. Kara has tried dating apps and being set up but she is way more excited about this new unique opportunity to find love with Zach. We are two sentences in and they haven't really told us anything about Kara. Yeah. We are more than halfway through this bio. When she isn't hustling in the office, she's jamming out to Justin Bieber while walking around New York City. But it says she's from Pittsburgh, which I guess she lives in New York. Kara is hoping to meet an ambitious and intelligent man and hopes she feels sparks flying with Zach. Easily the worst bio so far. Yep, that yep. was awful. That was I didn't. That I didn't is, know. This what is do we What do we know about nothing? Her? She likes Justin Bieber. That's an NPC. Wow. All right. Her fun facts: Nothing upsets Kara more than seeing garbage on the sidewalk. Kara okay. loves Christmas music. Kara okay. is not a good cook, but she is great at assembling meals. That is hands down the worst bio. Yeah. Do we know really who, what kind her? of person Kara is? It's dry. None. Wow. Not. I feel like I know more from her picture. Like, there's something about, that's a powerful pose. The hand up. Mm. Yeah. At the chin. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a Steve Jobs pose, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's confident. Look at that confidence. That I feel like, don't. Yeah. I yeah, feel like I know her more from that photo than I do yep. from yep. the word salad. <laughs> sheer, <laughs> sheer disappointment there, Bachelor Bios. Let's get to Cat. Yeah. See, that's not her fault, though. Unless she had to write it herself. Yeah, I assume they give you give them information, then they write it, and she didn't give them anything gave interesting. Them nothing. All right, cat, who is certainly not a dog. Ah, <laughs> hey. Let's see if it's in the bio. Cat's twenty six, a dancer from New York, New York. 
When it comes to living life to the fullest, Cat likes to just go for it. Cat is a free spirit who isn't afraid to be silly and always tries to keep up a positive attitude. Cat loves living in New York City. She is passionate about dancing and enjoys a picnic in the park. Cheese and crackers in Central Park with Cat sounds like a dreamy one-on-one day to us. Catty is Cat is ready to find someone who accepts her for who she is and will make her a priority. Cat believes true love is within reach, and we hope she's right. Hmm. It's like they wrote these in order and are starting to get tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm serious. Yeah, there isn't a lot to that. Not a lot to chew on, right? That's so funny. Cat loves hot dogs. Cat doesn't do dinner dates. Done. Done. Cat the, was the biggest red flag of the moment. Cat was sail, a sailing instructor in high school. She dreams of sailing around the world. What do you do for what do you do for a date though? Is it just coffee? She doesn't do dinner. Like dates. what if you're married? You you're not going to go out for dinner? No. Screw you. Is it just the movie? Yeah. Or do you go for a walk? Like there's, what if you're hungry? Other things. We can go bowling. It's like we'd like to I'd like to eat something. No, you can't. What about before bowling? <laughs> what about the fuel before No. That's a, that's a very strange thing to put in there. Yeah. Instant no. I'm curious if there's anybody else listening who's like, "Hey, mm. um I don't do dinner dates either and here's why." If going you did, out for dinner is one of my favorite things. Oh, I yep, love me it. too. The best. Especially cuz like as a kid, we never did it as a family cuz we didn't have money to do that. So like as an adult, being able to go out to restaurants is so cool to me. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Would, wouldn't trade anything for that. All right. So the next up is Charity, 26, child and family therapist mm. from Columbus, Georgia. There's a Columbus, Georgia. Uh, it's easy to see what makes Charity such a great catch with a smile that lights up the room, a great career, and a sweet personality to match. Charity is the total package. The Georgia beauty takes her name Uh-oh. as a call to love and care for people and has built her life on that purpose. Mm. Charity is a mental health therapist and wow. is extremely passionate about helping people live their best lives. Mm. Now, she is ready to receive the love she gives to so many others. This is a big bio. Yeah. Charity hopes her future husband is honest, loyal, and shares similar morals. She says she is really excited to meet Zach and thinks the two of them could be a perfect match on paper. Time will tell if they're also a perfect match in person. Charity's all-time favorite movie is The Notebook. Charity wants to move to Walt Disney World one day. Charity throws a mean axe. Oh, no. We were doing really well. It was so good. You lost me at the Walt Disney. Oh, Charity. We were doing really what well. happened? I do want to throw out there that ABC owns the rights to The Bachelor. They are also owned by the Disney Corporation. So uh, anybody that's a Disney adult, they're yep. like, come on down. Yep. Oh, no. Okay, so we missed the first episode. Did anyone, like, make their debut, like, in Disney costume? Usually they don't do that. No. They, oh. do, they do goofy things, but they don't do, no. like, like dress like goofy. This you next one is my least favorite. Here we go. Hate her job. Uh, speaking of we missed the first episode, if there is a viral moment that comes out of this season of The Bachelor, send it to us. Any of us are at SDM yeah. Sports on Twitter, and we'll play it on the show, and we'll react to it and see if our, some of our favorite uh, contestants are in that moment. There It'll you be go. fun. So, yeah, send it if you're watching. All right. Christina Mandrell, 26, content creator from Boom! Nashville. <laughs> Step, she's stepping on your territories yeah boo no content creators are bad people boo <laughs> content creator from nashville tennessee christina is ready for her perfect fairy tale love story Disney. she is a mom to her amazing five-year-old daughter blakely who she says who she lives to make happy 
Since getting divorced, Christina has been searching for her perfect man, but must be selective since she and her daughter are in this together. Christina is looking for a partner she can trust unconditionally and is open-minded to whatever life throws their way. Will Christina get the fairy tale ending that she has always wanted with Zach? Uh, fun facts. Christina wants to learn how to hula dance. That's not a thing. Christina, <laughs> Christina. Just, Christina knows how to hula dance. That is a thing. Christina wants to learn how to hula dance is not a thing. There are lots of things I would love to learn. That's not a That's thing. That's not a fun fact about you. It's not a fun fact. That's funny. Christina considers herself a grandma to her daughter's pet turtle. Uh, Christina's favorite sport is CrossFit. I don't think CrossFitters call that. Adam, sport. that's what Christina looks like. I've again, every one of these women is absolutely stunning. Yeah, they're on TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like it's you know, and he's stunning too. They're all gorgeous. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, Zach's fine. He'd be middle of the pack in this room. Oh, yeah. My right boys. Only if he sat in the middle of the pack. My right, yeah. does, my he right boys. A, does he have a Lambo? Uh, what do you yeah. guys think of Christina? Is he in his 20s? All right. I think that if your favorite sport's CrossFit, we're probably not going to be a match. But uh, I don't know. She seemed fine. There wasn't a lot there. Like, you well, the d- divorce thing is, a, is Oh, yeah. No, listen, she's the first divorce contestant we've had come oh, across. Oh, perfect match, Adam. Also, the first one with a child. Yeah, Adam, you should full, be loving this. Full marks to her. And I understand what she means when she says, like, you got to be careful. Yeah. You really do have to be careful. It's Dating is a whole different ballgame with a kid. And you, you got to know um, for a while. You got to know for a while before you even introduce them. They, uh, I feel like contestants, and that's what they are, mm-hmm. contestants on a yep. game show, yep. um, they tend to at least last a week Yes, when they have a very clearly defined brand, mm-hmm. and hers is mom. Yes. Yeah. Divorced mom. Divorced yeah. mom, and the only mom as far as mm-hmm. I That we've tell. gotten to so far, yeah. And five years old. Yeah. That's a, yeah. It's a good age. Mm-hmm. It's a good age. Is it? Yeah, because they play on their own. Ah. Uh, it's great. It's a good age. Three and a half is a good age. Everly is now playing on her own. And nice. it's fun because I can get a little work done while she's doing that. Jesse, I want to know how you pronounce this. Davia. Davia. Really? Right. What are you what are you gonna tell me? Well, I was thinking Davia. How about we just how about we don't worry about it? I don't know. I've never seen <laughs> that name. I'm gonna go with Davia. I'm probably wrong, but Davia is a 25-year-old marketing manager from Charleston, South Carolina. Mm. Davia is a bold and strong woman who is ready for Mr. Right. Well, th- it's Mr. Shallcross, though. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> that was last season. Hey. Get a map. While Davia's life hasn't always been easy, she's always preserved, persevered, sorry, and is ready to receive the love she has given to so many others in her life. Davia loves dancing, listening to Lizzo, and reading romance novels like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I need to know her favorite Lizzo song. That's very important. Davia is ready for marriage and wants it soon. She is looking for an honest man who will prioritize their relationship above all else. Hope you're ready, Zach. Fun facts about Davia? No one has helped Davia through breakups more than Taylor Swift. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Davia could live on oysters. Davia says she can outburp anyone. Wow, those two fun facts back to back are rough. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's just <laughs> big oyster breath. <laughs> what? 
think of that. What? As someone who also burps big and loves oysters, I certainly wouldn't advertise that. What? Like if I were trying to find love, oysters are supposed I to be can an aphrodisiac. Big and it's going to smell like seafood. It's uh, oysters are an aphrodisiac. That's a good thing. What the fuck? Yeah, but <laughs> they are. Yeah. How would you know? Smelly, like have a bunch of oysters and then go. Bleh. <laughs> no, no. <bleh. laughs> like that. <laughs> Not yet. She hasn't done that yet. No. Why is Gabby's picture blurry? Uh, that's the picture they uploaded. They upload a blurry picture. Whoever's running their website needs to get their act Next together. one. They did Gabby dirty. Uh, Gabby, who spells her name like my girlfriend in a weird way. Uh, she's G-A-B-I. 25, account executive from Pittsford, Vermont. How many people live in Pittsford? Pittsford. It's got to be a small that's town. Made up. You mean Pittsburgh? No, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. You've never been to Vermont, huh? <laughs> that's like... A made-up name for a city from a show that is very obviously based in the United States, but won't say it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Love being from Pittsburgh. Gabby is ready to find the one. She comes from a very loving family, and her parents' marriage has been the blueprint for the kind of love she hopes to find. Gabby wants an honest, outdoorsy man who will always put her first. While it may take a little time for Gabby to come out of her shell... Once she does, Zach will learn that she's adventurous, loyal, and driven. Gabby is so ready for marriage that she even has her dream wedding venue picked out in Italy on Lake Cuomo. I thought she Lake might Como? be. Lake Como? How much? Uh, uh, Lago di Como. I, La, oh, my Lake, goodness. Lake oh, 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 you said that real spicy. <laughs> we all day. One more time. Lago di Como, which nice. is uh, Lake Como. Dominic de Coco. That's where. <laughs> that's where the Margarete. That's where um, Margarete. It's not bruschetta. Bruch, uh, it's not bruschetta. It's bruschetta. That's what I always told my mom's Italian boyfriend. Um, Hope Zach is ready for a destination wedding. And like the woman before this, break some wind. <laughs> Gabby's favorite Kardashian is Chris. I don't know how I feel about that. Gabby loves to tailgate. Gabby hopes getting's fun to own her own Pilates studio one day. Those are two very different things. Yeah, but I like that. Mm-hmm. It's too many of these bios. All the fun facts are the same and not fun. <laughs> so that's a good yeah, profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do better on the fun facts, right? Yeah. I feel like we need to sharpen up the fun facts section of this site. Her hair has... Incredible volume. How many more to go to Jesse? Okay. Uh, we could pause for today. Okay, let's pause for today. Was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So okay. almost halfway there. We're gonna get them all tomorrow because Steve's. I could feel Steve's anxiety yeah, rising by the minute. Snow. He's like, I gotta get out of here before Tina the snow. Tina is channeling her anxiety through. Me. You, Tina, Tina does have a little bit of an anxious pull on on young Stephen. Oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. <laughs> do you do you know how many driving lessons she gave me? One. Really? One. Well, how did it go? She kept reaching for like the middle, and I'm like, "Mom, like I'm, I'm driving here. Like you can't." She was do trying that. to reach for the steering wheel. Well, I, I don't know if it was the steering wheel or I don't know some sort of fight or flight reflex kicked in, wow. <laughs> and I had to be like, "Dad, Dad. Can you do it," <laughs> and that wasn't much more fun. Uh, but it was more safe. All right, Jazzy, let's wrap it up. Tomorrow we'll be back with another show. And, of course, don't forget we're joining you at the Mansion Bar in Kingston. Yes, there will be a recorded show on site there. So even if uh, even if you're not there physically, we will actually release a show. And it'll be fun.
Wear the Brian Leafs jersey tonight yes. at the game. Brian I, Leafs, more I like. won't, because they're gonna the Leafs are gonna win. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.